And we are back this morning from St. Martin's Church in Tower, Minnesota. Mark Cheney along with Father Nick Nelson. And we have another special guest with us this morning, Deacon Stu Longton from Fargo. Good morning, Deacon Stu. Good morning, good morning. It is so great to have you with us this morning as uh, we continue our radio program here. Yes, Deacon, uh, welcome to us, uh, to being with us today. And we're celebrating this year, and specifically tomorrow, 40 years of the permanent, permanent diaconate in the Diocese of Fargo. That's correct. So you yourself, how long have you been a deacon? 16 and a half years. Okay, wonderful. And what what does it mean to you, you know, being a deacon for 16 years? And what does it mean to you being able to serve the church as a deacon? Everything. It's unbelievable. It's uh, one of those things that you never, ever expect in your life. And when it comes and you go through the formation and then the ordination, wofta, it, uh, I'm using a good old Norwegian term there now. <laughs> yes. Thanks to my mother. And uh, it, it is, it's unbelievable. And every day brings something new. And everything, every day brings something old. It's, uh, to me, it's what I'm supposed to do. And uh, I figured I'd retire and play golf, fish, you know, that type of stuff. No, I didn't throw a line in the water this year. It's been a busy year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what, what are some of the, the ways that you have been able to minister as a deacon in these past 16 years? Well, I handle uh, uh, a lot of prison ministry. Uh, I did originally and uh, for nine years. And then... Uh, I've been working at the parish now as uh, uh, kind of like the uh, uh, social director of uh, those that walk in and need help and okay. work with our St. Vincent Paul Conference very closely. And we take care of the uh, needs of a lot of walk-ins. We're, uh, we're close to downtown, so we get a lot of walk-ins for, from street people. And uh, uh, we're pretty well known in the community to have a small food pantry. Uh, we do have a, a wonderfully organized St. Vincent de Paul that responds effectively, very effectively to, to people in need. And uh, I counsel people, I, weddings, um, um, hear confessions, just can't give absolution. <laughs> you know, it happens all the time, but I can't, I, I tell them I can't, but I still hear that. Now, okay, now you yeah. had practice, let me get you lined up with here with a priest, you know, type yeah. thing. Uh, it, it's beautiful, it, it really is. What did you do uh, before? becoming a deacon? I worked for AT&T. I was uh, okay. director of North Dakota, um, part of northern Minnesota for uh, AT&T. I was in, started out uh, cleaning manholes and ended up uh, director after 31 years and then retired at age 49. And then I was right in the middle of uh, formation at that time. That allowed me to spend a lot more time on my final three years of formation. That's wonderful, and um, I've I've heard some stories. Also, you're pretty handy. Is that correct, <laughs> deacons too? Yeah, I like fixing things. I like building things, and that's that's played a part in the diaconate a lot. Yeah, can you say a little bit bit about that and how you've been able to use that? Uh, well, one, relating to others. Yeah. One day, uh, one of my uh, fellow deacons, Deacon Matt Prom, one of the first deacons ordained in the in Fargo. Uh, he and I were very close friends, and. Uh, he called me over to one of our parishioners' homes where uh, a gentleman had had a stroke and he was in a wheelchair. And they couldn't get him down the steps, of course. He said, we're going to build a ramp today. Oh, great, sure. I'll come over. So I brought my tools. and There's all the lumber. And he says, say, i got to go pick up somebody. And I said, okay, great. And I said, well, how do you want this built? And he said, oh, you figure it out. You just start. Well, he never came back. 
So I built a ramp, and then years later, uh, I mean, I, I brought communion to this this man and his wife and his daughters, his adult daughters that lived with him while he was ill. And um, after he died, I asked his wife after you know a few months, "Do you want me to take that down?" "Oh no, 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 no! I li- I like that ramp." And that was there until uh, she became incapacitated and uh, lived out her last few years in uh, in a nursing facility. And uh, it's kind of fun for that. I mean, it worked, and the city never gave me any grief for anything. Something got done. And uh, I've, I've done other things, too. You know, people have a, I can't get the lights going in here. So uh, why? Well, all these lights, lights and outlets are out. So I look around for, uh, you know, one of those uh, outlets which, the, uh, which regulate the following outlets, especially when you're near water and kitchens or bathrooms. And you just press yeah. the button. That's all it took. I said, yeah, I just got to press this button. That's the magic button. You know, little things like that. I've uh, plumbing, electrical, um, wiring, windows—you name it. I've done it. Yeah. Goes back to my my thirst for knowledge as a young man. Always wanted to know how did this work. Took apart the lawnmower one day. I mean, right down to taking the pistons out and everything else. I was about 12 years old, and I had every parts in in coffee cans and labeled, and I had pictures drawn and everything. And my dad walks in, he goes. Well, I hope it runs when you get it back together. <laughs> when I was done, I had two springs in a washer, and I couldn't figure out where they went, but it still ran fine. No problems. So I had a, well, lot, wonder- a lot of background. Well, that's, that's wonderful, Deacon Stu. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Real Presence Live. Uh, this is Father Nick Nelson at St. Martin's, along with um, Mark Cheney, and we're here with Deacon, Deacon Stu, Stu Longton, who's speaking about the diaconate. So getting back to this 40-year anniversary, right. um, do you know how it was that the permanent diaconate came to the Fargo Diocese, well, Deacon Stu? Uh, as a matter of fact, Father uh, Bob Laliberte, one of the first moderators of the diaconate in, back in, uh, in 79, 78 and 79, um, gave me two milk crates full of uh, flaring binders and said, hang on to this. This is important stuff. And so I've occasionally gone around through this stuff and I found out in 1976 Bishop Driscoll established a task force of Father Cody and Father uh, who was that uh, Father Kallenberg from our diocese to look at the you know, starting a, a diaconate formation program I don't know how that came about but uh, that was the impetus of uh, okay let's see what we got for norms and the norms in those days were from uh, Rome was a 5 by 7 eight-page outlet hmm. and uh, the we've gone to now to a you know it's it's eight and a half by eleven five hundred page document for the uh, uh, formation process which has wow. developed wonderfully over 40 years so that's how it started in in in, uh, in North Dakota in our diocese actually and uh, our first class was ordained on December 29th 1979 there were 11 men in the class uh, three of whom are still living and we just celebrated uh, Deacon Sam Pepino's 40th anniversary at his home parish in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Very interesting on in how the formation has evolved over the years. Oh, yeah. Bringing yes. us to where we're at, you know, yes. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the formation process has evolved to a point of, uh, uh, prior to my being, uh, starting my first uh, formation class, there was a delay of a year because new norms were being issued by Rome. And fortunately, they issued them in Italian in the first book. If they'd have been issued in Latin, that would be promulgated. 
So they issued him in, in Italian, filed a lot of Laliberti, who's still involved when I was there, uh, got a hold of a copy and decided he better learn Italian so he could translate this. He translated it, so we were about a year ahead of everybody else with the new norms and uh, got going. And so um, uh, my formation process, I was hoping to be ordained at age 50, but I had to wait till I was 52. And, uh, but it was a good uh, two-year wait. We still had some good activities and things like that. But the process now, again, was changed after I got involved with the National Association of Deacon Directors, and they came up with these monster catalog or monster monster books that cover everything. That is, it's beautiful. It really is. So, Deacon Stu, how long does it take for a man? What does that process look like to be? Process is is five years, a little okay. over five years. It took uh, for me it was a total of seven years, nine months. Those two years. Uh, being out, uh, waiting to begin, actually, but five years and nine months, to, and now it's about the same, five years and nine months, and uh, uh, the, the happens that uh, the young men, or the young men, yeah, to me they're young men, the men that come for the, for the diaconate meet at my parish now, because we have the facilities in our former, um, you know, parish school, which we've remodeled, and so the diaconate formation meets in my parish, which is really great, because I'm able to see these guys every month. Uh, my wife and I go help cook food for them, and uh, it's a great process. They have uh, excellent instructors, uh, very qualified people to come and bring them, and they're led by uh, people who are familiar with our former sem- rector seminary. Monsignor Schlesselman is director now, and he leads these men uh, to Christ uh, and initiates their uh, uh, calling, let's put it that way and uh, uh, not initiates, uh, continues their calling until ordination. So it's, it's a wonderful process. So if there's a man out there who's praying about this decision, uh, what would you say to them? I would say continue praying, and then also go to your priest or find a deacon and talk to him. Because uh, we are just as varied as priests are. Uh, you know, we're, we each have personality, and we each are different. And, yes. But each of us does have a feeling for this particular order. Because we are a member of an order just as you are. Mm-hmm. And every priest that is a member of an order society has this bond. And, it, and um, find one and talk to them. Wonderful. Deacon, uh, there's about that event celebration tomorrow. Can you tell us about this? Well, the, uh, tomorrow is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. And when we were coming up with dates to have this celebration, that seemed perfect. So we are going to use the readings from the uh, uh, Exaltation of the Holy Cross tomorrow, and we have a Mass all planned at the cathedral and a dinner afterwards for all deacons and wives. Excellent. At the cathedral in Fargo. Great. Looking Great. forward to it, really. Um, yes. Anything else you'd like to add this morning? Well, um, my sons went to Shanley High School, and their, their nickname for their athletic teams was Deacons, and I had to pay you know, $3,000 a year to get my sons in school there. And the minute I paid the fee, they were deacons. Well, I took five years, nine months to become one. <laughs> a little, little irony there. <laughs> oh, that's an awesome, awesome story. So, so I've again, en- the, I've enjoyed the details. Wonderful. The details tomorrow, 10 a.m., yep. um, Mass with Bishop Folda, right. and this is at the Cathedral of Fargo. Yep. And the public are welcome to celebrate the diaconate with all of you. Yes. Wonderful. Very much so. Thank you for your time. Great story there. Thank you very much.